biggest social media event is back for 2022, bigger and better than ever. Last week, thousands of you took part in Farm 24, sponsored by Morrison's. From 5am on August the 4th to 5am on August the 5th, British farmers showcase the best in UK agriculture to the world. And this week on our Over the Farmgate podcast, we're taking a look behind the scenes of the event from those who organised it and some of our brilliant farming ambassadors with me, FG Head of Business, Alex Black. We'll bring you a new episode of Over the Farmgate every week, so make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up to date. Now let's take a look back at the day. It's 5am on August the 4th, 2022, and whilst most of the nation was still snoozing in bed, our farmers were up and about milking the cows, checking the livestock and getting ready for the day ahead. Farmers Guardian's Lucy Baxter was at her computer, ready to kick off one of the biggest days in UK farming. Well, it was very exciting here in the morning. Obviously, a lot of dairy farmers were up at that time showcasing um, how a typical milking morning looks for them um, and then people checking their livestock, cows, things like that. Um, So it was really busy and I think by about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning, we um, were trending, number one on Twitter, which was exciting. Um, And it's been really exciting as well because we've done instagram lives with our ambassadors so this year we've announced 12 new ambassadors we're doing one with a few of them and that's been exciting because it's been a Q&A. they've also been able to show people their farm a tour their view of the sunrise in the morning and what they do to to support british agriculture and what's your highlight of the day been so far i think so far i'm i'm really enjoying chatting to the ambassadors and seeing the interaction with the comments that people people are having on on the instagram lives i also think um in the office we've been doing some fun activities and things which have been fun and um just seeing people's creativity when they're showcasing like instagram reels so many people are doing those and the creativity that they're coming up with it's just it makes you really proud to be supporting the british agricultural industry and um supporting 24 hours in farming Hello, I'm Emily. I'm the Features Editor at Farmer's Guardian. And you've been manning the desk this morning. Uh, Do you want to tell me a little bit about what you've been up to? Uh, Yeah, I was up at four to get here for five today. Um, And it's so far it's been absolutely amazing we've had loads and loads of responses um but i think one of the best things is probably our uh, shout out from greg james on radio on one this Farmer, morning who is one of our king listeners has let me know that it's a huge day for british farming today as it's the start of farm 24 that was a pretty big highlight and what are the best posts that you've seen so far today i don't know if i can choose um We've had we've had a lot today, and it's nice to see actually a lot of families taking part because uh, I think that's a really um, unique aspect to farming that we've got a, a generational link uh, in farming. So so those have been really lovely to see. And you've been here since we launched Farm Twenty Four back in twenty fifteen. How have you seen it evolve over the years? Um, yeah, it's been pretty amazing to be honest. Uh, what started out as a kind of a singular idea to help farming share its message has kind of become its own um its own it's a phenomenon phenomenon in its own right really um it's now huge 
like I just said, we've we've gone from just manning a few social media uh, platforms to having websites, uh, having huge buy-in from, you know, high high up people um, with with huge profiles, uh, government input. Um, so to see to see it grow and snowball is is amazing, and I think it just gets bigger every year because obviously uh, f- farming has a spotlight shone on it quite a lot. So every year it's more and more important to to shine that light on on the industry really alongside the online campaign farmers guardian staff have been celebrating here in the office with various events going on all day (laughs) (laughs) now what cars would you like hi i'm ed i work in uh, marking for lama show a crop tech show and uh, lama 365 so you've been organising the events in the office today at Farmers Guardian. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? So uh, we've got a bit of variety today. So we started off with a plank battle royale. So it was everyone in the office planking to the last man standing slash planking. So uh, yeah, it was very entertaining for everyone. And shockingly, one of the video labs won. So I think it was good. And then we also have an obstacle course that's currently going on downstairs. Three, four, go, 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 crutches, crutches, crutches. Just run, go, go, quick, 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 quick. And we've got uh, an eating competition in the form of a Weetabix, a dry Weetabix. And finally, we've got uh, a milk boat race, which is, for those who don't know, necking a pint of milk as quickly as you can. Excellent. What's your highlight of the day been so far? I think it was definitely the uh, planking competition to see uh, Stephanie Ryder from FG do so well and show, really show up some of the boys. It's mid-afternoon now and things are quietening down a little bit in the office, but it's still busy online. We're getting all of your tweets, Instagram posts, Facebook posts and TikToks, and we're sharing them all over our accounts with the hashtag Farm24. Of course, the event is really about you, the farmers. This year, we chose 12 farming ambassadors for the day, and three of them are here with me now to tell me a little bit about what they've been up to today. Yeah, my name's Paul and I farm in East Lancashire. I'm a new entrant and I farm turkeys, sheep and bees. My name is Slavin Obiero. I'm a pig farmer based in Upton Grey, Hampshire. Uh, we've also got beef, uh, sheep and farm shop. I'm Amy Eggleston and I'm uh, a dairy farmer from Leicestershire farming with my family. Paul, first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to on the farm and for Farm 24 today? Yeah, uh, so I uh, I was up at uh, 4.45 this morning. Um, I also, as well as farming, I also run a tech startup. So I have to fit everything in uh, and just extend the day, uh, basically. I um, We had a bit of a bad day on the farm yesterday and lost some sheep. So we've been getting them in um, today and uh, just checking them over. Um, also, this morning, uh, I did the breakfast show on Radio Lancashire. Uh, earlier in the week, we went round uh, Lancashire and met lots of different farmers and spoke to them about how farming is for them. And then that went out on the breakfast show on uh, Radio Lancashire this morning. So that was lots of fun. And then this afternoon, uh, we're going to have a go at doing inspecting one of the hives on Instagram Live. And I did this live on the radio last week and it didn't work out that well. Uh, and I got swarmed, so uh, it'll be great entertainment. <laughs> well, yeah, at le- least it'll make a good video, I suppose. <laughs> uh, brilliant. It's great to get um, Radio Lancashire getting involved as well, because obviously we're based here in uh, Preston, it's so not too far from you. Uh, <laughs> Flavian, what have you been up to on the farm today? This week is, because uh, we're on a three-week batch system, so this week has been serving week, so 
basically sales get uh, AI, which I did Monday, Tuesday. So today mainly was just getting getting the paddocks ready for the girls that are giving birth next week. So move some hats around, um, also mapped out the finishes, fed them, and uh, yeah, just general work on the farm. And then this afternoon, I'm heading off to the farm shop just to do sort of video to show people. So the full circle, show the animals on the farm and then uh, show them the farm shop, the cafe where the sort of sausages get cooked and stuff like that. Um, we've got a daily counter, which we make sausage pies, et cetera, from our own meat. So hopefully that goes well. I'm not going to do it live because I'm not brave enough. I'll do a live just on my account, not for the shop. <laughs> <laughs> And Amy, what have you been up to? Well, I'd lovely. I'd love to say I had a really smooth start to the day, um, but when I got to work at four thirty, I actually realised we'd been burgled last night. Um, so I got to work, and the cows were just like casually escaping through the yard. I was like, ah, "You're not meant to be here." So um, it was it was a bit of a chaotic start to the day because I was doing the Farmers Guardian Instagram Live at five. So I had to be pretty on it in the first half an hour to get stuff sorted. Um, but yeah, essentially we got burgled last night and then we were still milking the cows at 4.30. Um, I had to go and fetch them on foot because the burglars stole our gator, which is what we do all of our essentially moving animals in. But that's, that's the classic challenge of farming that we shouldn't have to deal with. Um, we got on with the day though. The cows were milked and finished by just before seven o'clock. And then they went back out to the field. Um, for the rest of the morning, we fly sprayed some young stock because obviously flies are an occupational hazard at this time of year for the animals. Um, and we also um, brought a heifer home because our young stock rearing is off site. Um, this afternoon, we've just brought the girls in again for the second time. So they're ready to be milked again um, due to the drought situation. We're just giving them some silage. Then they'll be in to milk. Um, we also have some beehives on the farm. So I'm definitely not as brave as Paul and I'm definitely not going live with the bees. Um, but I might try and um, show some, some of the bees this afternoon and uh, yeah, just see what else is going on, to be honest. We're all just trying to get over the chaos of this morning. <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine. I think, you know, both of you have just kind of subbed up there, Paula, Paula and Amy, sort of the unpredictability and the things that you have to roll with in agriculture, don't you? You mentioned there about the uh, about the weather, Amy. Uh, I know we've had a bit more rain up here in Lancashire than most of the country, I think. I mean, how how is that affecting you and, and you as well, Flavian? Yeah, so we haven't really had any proper rain since um, the early June. So it's actually quite rare for us to be so dry because we're a wet farm. So normally if we get rain, we hold on to it really well. The ground generally holds the water quite well, not like some people. Um, my dad's been farming here his whole life and he said this is the driest he's ever seen the farm. So um, essentially we don't have enough grass to feed the cows. Um, we are using our winter feed now to feed the cows. Um, so it's, it's not the ideal situation, but I always say to people, this is easier to manage than than if it was really wet. If it was really wet now and the cows were having to be inside all the time, we'd be we'd be complaining even more. So, yeah, whilst the drought is a challenge and a constant challenge, I think um, the British weather is constantly changing, and we just kind of have to try and adapt to it. Unfortunately, yeah, it's farmers' favourite topic, isn't it? Talking about the weather, whether it's too wet, too dry, and and everything in between. Yeah. What about you, Flavian? How does it affect you, and does it affect the pigs? 
Um, <clears throat> obviously, the the dry weather coincides with the really hot weather, and um, uh, pigs pigs don't sweat, so they need they need sort of uh, wallows to get into and sort of coat their skin in mud so they don't get sunburned. So a lot of them are fairly uh, switched on and they've dug holes around their water troughs, which means the water troughs are tilted. They make themselves a wallow. So on that front, I've not, oh, we've not lost any touch wood yet. Um, and they're not doing too bad. Their cows, on the other hand, um, we say giving them hay because there's nothing. There's nothing on the on the ground. The grass is, it, it looks more like Kenya than, than England at the moment. Um, and yeah, we're definitely hoping for some rain soon. And Paul, like I say, we've had a bit more rain up here. How's it looking on your we, farm? We've been we've been blessed, haven't we? That uh, if yeah, I mean we've only a couple of weeks ago we were still getting quads stuck and things like that. So yeah, we've been blessed by the rain. Um, we, I mean, it's always wet here, isn't it? But it's probably been a little bit less wet than usual. But um, yeah, and it's interesting when we were going around the other day. Graham Kirkham uh, said to us at Kirkham's uh, cheese. He said. That, and I'd not really switched on to how dry it is down south because you just live in your own bubble, don't you? And it's really wet. And uh, he was saying that, yeah, farmers outside of Lancashire are going to really struggle because people are feeding winter feed now. What happens when we get to winter? Yeah, we've been we've been lucky. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even tell you. There's loads of grass on the farm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so it's been, it's been very odd actually. You know, reporting on on drought when you're looking out the window and and all our grass is is lovely, lovely and green. You know, you feel a bit bad when you're chatting to somebody down in uh, down in the southeast and they're telling you how long it's been since they've seen seen rain. Um, Don't rub it in, guys. I can't deal with it. It's odd, though, isn't it, that the difference in such a, what is effectively such a small island, we're not talking a vast vast difference. It'll be a couple of hundred miles probably between us, and the difference in temperature and and the conditions and what that means for agriculture is wild. You could imagine it in a larger country, but um, you you wouldn't think the difference would be as, as vast as it is. Yeah, which is no doubt why we all love talking about it. Um, Going on to Farm 24 then, guys, Uh, obviously you're all being ambassadors today for us and and thank you very much for doing that. Uh, Why did you decide to join us and be an ambassador for us? Uh, Amy, do you want to go first? Uh, Yes, that's great. So um, to be honest, I I started my Instagram page because I um, used to live in London in the city centre and all my friends were like no way is that how you milk a cow like is that real and and then I took part in farm 24 on a small scale in my first year of like instagramming if you like and the questions that were coming in were just like that you know there was I guess a lot of people that followed me were also farmers but then there was people saying how does the milk come out of the udder and uh, does the milk stay clean and I thought we just take it for granted you know we've got this knowledge and we're we're keeping it on an industry level most of the time. You know, we've got amazing publications that we can share industry knowledge between each other, but do we really spread the word any wider? So when um, Farmer's Guardian asked me to become an ambassador, I just thought, well, that's, you know, a great opportunity to hopefully spread the message on a wider level. And, you know, even just like interacting with Morrisons today who are sponsoring and, um, getting them to reshare what we're what we're posting is hopefully exposing us to a different audience. Um, we are strong together. You know, I always say farmers aren't aren't competing with each other, but um, we're a strong community. But I do think we need to do work to get the message spread further and 
yeah, hopefully today is um, doing the trick. Paul, why did you decide to get involved? Yeah, so for me, really, it was a, a, I'm really passionate about people making a connection with where the food has come from or where they what they consume has come from. And lots of people obviously don't. They just go to the supermarket. And I think the more we can do that, the more added value is to that the, there is to the product that we produce. And ultimately, when I did the turkeys at Christmas this year, we just did uh, 200, but we shipped them. Uh, well, we it was an online store and people bought them from all over the UK and people were really passionate about British produce but really really interested in how they've been reared and stuff like that and so I thought this is a great opportunity to show that to bridge that gap between the connection of where people's food comes from really and and particularly because I'm not from a farming background I thought my social media following is likely to be um, of a more non-farming background so it's a great way for me to show that with lots of people that probably wouldn't usually be exposed to it. Excellent Uh, and you Flavian why did you get involved? Pretty much similar reasons, I'd say. Uh, I think this is my third year doing it. And I think from from the first time I did it, the questions you get from people, you just think, how the hell are people this sort of naive about where their food comes from? Um, so <clears throat> the whole thing about bridging the gap, rather than relying on sort of supermarkets to do it for us, even though people at Morrison's do a good job, us as fine. No one can tell the story better than us. We're on the ground. So, um, yeah, it, it was sort of like a no-brainer um, deciding to do it. And also, one personal um, reason is that you don't see many um, sort of black lads doing things in the UK. Um, and I think farming, even for myself, I went into it as a plan B. And I think farming should be seen as a viable career path rather than just either you're in it from sort of uh, a family lineage or you just fall into as a plan B. I think it, it should be a career that someone goes to college or uni deciding that they are going to want to be a farmer. Um, and I think for me, having kids or parents seeing someone that doesn't look like the typical farmer doing it, hopefully gives them some motivation to get involved and do this or be in this wonderful industry that is farming. Yeah, and I suppose we've got here, you know, from different perspectives, the, the three of you, Obviously, there you, Flavian. But we've got a, a female farmer, which is probably not what people think of when they think of farmer immediately. And you, Paul, you know, not coming from an agricultural background. I mean, we've got three people here who maybe that people can look to and say, well, you know, it, it's really important, isn't it, to see somebody that, you know, looks like you in that career and think, well, that's something that I could do. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? That um, for me, it had always been a dream to, and, and it was more luck, really. It had always been a dream to be able to farm when I was little. I would draw, draw like pictures of the farm that I wanted to have and stuff like that. And it was only by, I guess, a career break that I had the time to do it and thought, right, I'll just set off. I didn't necessarily do it in the best way by just setting off because the way you have to learn like that is really well, pretty traumatic and uh, with a, a, not much of a support network. So it's not like I'd worked on a farm. It, and the way I've done it is probably the most, yeah, the most traumatic way you can do it because you're literally learning on the job. But also we started small on purpose so that we were learning on an industrial scale. We can learn and make the mistakes on a small scale and then go right now we can scale up and not make them. 
And and just to finish off, guys, if I could quickly have, you know, your your highlight of the day so far, maybe something you've seen on social media or the thing you've enjoyed doing most. Uh, yeah, well, this morning um, I tried to do like a little roundup of everything that had happened. Um, obviously, excluding the burglary, I didn't I didn't put that in there. I didn't think people we needed to start off on that note. Um, but I tried to do a, like a little roundup of of the day that had happened so far. And I mean, it was literally what seven o'clock, and there was people commenting, just getting ready for work, seeing that you know they've connected the fact that they're having a coffee ready for work they're having their cereal getting ready for work and just like Paul said that that like chicks got in their brain thinking that that's actually where my food came from people most people are getting up for work and I've just sort of done like a summary of my last three hours and mm-hmm. um, you know I try to do little videos that re- resonate with people but I feel like this morning short things like that make people think oh that's actually all been going on while I've been asleep this morning um so yeah, I've really enjoyed, I mean, I, I always enjoy the whole day, to be honest, getting to talk to people and getting to answer questions and like I say, other people sharing posts, but mainly for me, like on a personal level, I always learn from other industries, you know, I don't know anything about pigs or anything about turkeys and I can just sit here and learn from these two guys um, and I'm happy to set how my hands up and say I'm in a little dairy bubble, but it's great that I've got an online channel where I can learn from you know, two people in completely different worlds to me. Yeah, I suppose da- dairy-wise, you know, if you're having milk on your cereal or, um, like you say, milk in your coffee, and then you're thinking, well, the farmer's yeah. already been up three hours milking this, so it can be on my uh, on my table this morning. And the same if you're having, I suppose, a full English breakfast, your sausages and your bacon. Um, you have like- to wait till Christmas for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But I mean, there's literally everything, isn't there, with eggs or. Um, anything you're having for breakfast I mean all of our milk actually goes to be made into stilton cheese so I always say like oh you might be having your coffee this morning but um you know when you talk to kids and stuff they just if they if they go into the supermarket and see that massive range of products they've never thought about it as an as tracing it back to somebody's doing that on Christmas day like somebody is working every day of the year I say to kids like what are you doing on summer holidays and I'm like well I'm doing this you know because it's that like it's that constant um the constant presence of looking after the animals that I think maybe gets forgotten. And and I suppose the turkey's probably the the most important meal of the year for many people, Paul. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of pressure on, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a and yeah, getting the numbers right and stuff, it's a hell of a lot of pressure and making sure that they've all got there in time, but not too early. And uh, yeah, it, I, it, I mean, yeah, I did not enjoy Christmas this year at all, even when it got to it, um, because I was just so tired. I just wanted to sleep. Great fun. It was a great introduction for me as well. What I did is I thought it looks like there's going to be a shortage of turkeys this year. I can try out farming these. And if it doesn't work out, I'm not I'm not stuck with an animal that is in a breeding cycle and a long cycle i can test it and within like a couple of weeks i was like no i'm, I'm okay i'm set with this let's get some sheep <laughs> excellent so what's your highlight been of the day so far then paul i think my highlight was going around lancashire and uh talking to all the different producers so i mean we went from growers to dairy farmers to sheep farmers and just seeing how that all fits together really everybody just thinks of lancashire as sheep and it's not um, and it, yeah, it was great to, and it, and it was really good to get a good understanding to be able to take to the people of the county through the radio of the current challenges as well. 
and to be able to explain to people why food is going up and that's because the price of diesel to bring the silage in is going up and all that sort of stuff just so just so that people can make a connection with everybody struggling with the current situation and and the inputs are uh, the the inputs are much more expensive and that's why the food is going up uh, and flavian what's your highlight bin of the day oh mine's definitely not as serious as these two um uh so i normally try and do like something talk about something serious and then mix it in something that's a bit of fun because People these days have got their attention span of a fly. So if you go too seriously at the time, no one listens. And I did a video of me on a scraper tractor while mucking out. And I played a song by Chameleon there, Riding Dirty, and Morrison's, she shared it. <laughs> so I saw that and I'm like, okay, then. I don't think many people would have been expecting this on the Morrison's um, Instagram. But yeah, that was my stupid part of the day. <laughs> Excellent. And if people want to um, follow you guys, if they're not already, if they want to follow you guys, do you just want to drop your your details for them so they can go and find you on Instagram and uh, whatever social media profile they're using? I'm a bit of uh, I'm a bit promiscuous when it comes to social media. I'm on everything. Uh, um, Instagram, I think TikTok is a Kenyan pig farmer. Um, Twitter, I think it's Kenyan pig farmer. And I've got a YouTube as well, which I'm not putting as much work as I should in, but that's the Kenyan pig farmer as well. I am the dairy daughter and that um, it's mainly Instagram, to be honest. So I am Paul's underscore farm underscore UK on Instagram, just Paul White on Twitter. Excellent. And obviously Farmer's Guardian is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Drop my own details. I'm FG Alex Black on Twitter, although you won't get as many nice pig videos and turkey videos off me as you will off these guys. All right. Thank you very much for that, guys. It's been great to catch up with you and I'll let you get back to the farm and to your Farm 24 content. Farming is, of course, a 24-hour job and we were with you right through until 5am on August the 5th. My name's Danusha Rishavi. I'm the campaign manager for 24 Hours in Farming. And it's getting up to 5am now, Danusha, and we'll be signing off from Farm 24. How's it gone today? Oh, it's gone absolutely superb. Um, We think it's the uh, biggest and best yet. Uh, We've had support from the Prime Minister. We had shout-outs from Greg James on Radio 1. We've had various politicians backing us. We've had celebrity chefs um, and obviously um, the most important people of all, uh, hundreds of farmers across social media. And what's your highlight been of the day? I think the highlight has been seeing so many farmers and farming organisations take to social media to talk about what they do and how there's a genuine sense of pride in what they do, whether that be, you know, looking after livestock, growing crops, um, being out and about in the field, producing food, harvesting. Um, There's a real sense of community that we know kind of really exists within the farming industry, and to see that come alive was um, spectacular. And also we trended all the way through uh, Twitter for most of the day. 
and um, obviously we're, we're signing off now and, and farming will go on, but you're looking forward to bringing it back again next year? 100%. Uh, the team of FG have been um, helping across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we've shot a lot of videos. We've gained real momentum again. Um, and, you know, big thanks to Morrison's um, for supporting us once again and for being so actively involved. And um, we'll definitely be continuing activity, certainly through our Farming Can campaign um, with Farm 24 being our flagship event of Farming Can. That's it for the Over the Farm Gate podcast this week. If you want to see more of Farm 24, visit our website where there are videos and stories with highlights of the day. Don't miss this week's edition of Farmer's Guardian where there's also a roundup of the day's events. Farm 24 will be back again next year, but here at FG we'll be celebrating the best of British agriculture 365 days of the year. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for making this year's Farm 24 a huge success.